Hello, and welcome to Not Your Grandma's Attic, the podcast where we discuss antique and bizarre media that we have unearthed. I'm your co-host, Kat. And I'm your co-host, Kat. And today, Rue will be discussing Caleb, since uh, he's not here. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to be trash-talking. Kat's going to be <laughs> trash-talking Caleb all to herself. Yeah. This should be a really boring episode. We'll lose all... <laughs> Three or well, we have like I think we have five listeners now. So. Oh wow, we're moving up Including in the world. My brother, I know, right? Look at us go. Also, I we haven't mentioned this, and it's probably higher by the time this comes out. But um, thank you to for two hundred and fifty listens total. We're really moving yeah. up in the world. I think we're we're over two hundred fifty, but we hit two fifty. So hell yeah, that's pretty exciting. I mean, most no, a lot of it was probably just us listening back and being like, "How does this sound?" But <laughs> hey, you know, uh, an accomplishment is accomplishment. We didn't make any money off of any of those lists, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> well, okay, there was that one time that I found twenty dollars um, tucked in the back of a book that I found. Okay, so we okay. So we found we made twenty dollars, um, but. We also spend fourteen bucks a month on our um, Podbean subscription. So, yeah. You know. So we're still in the negative for now. We're still <laughs> for now. The keyword is <laughs> for now, though. Exactly. Plus all these books that we buy. Of course, we buy them for so cheap, though. So yeah. Who cares? Which, speaking of cheap books, today's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be a little bit. We're just gonna have a chill episode. So, like, you know. Grab your glass of wine. We're just we're just gonna peruse some old, not old, but just some weird books that I found that they weren't long, they weren't good enough for like a whole episode, or they weren't long enough for a whole episode, but they were still weird enough, and they had some interesting parts. So I wanted to talk about them. So I have three here today. Um, I have news from the fringe, uh, true stories of weird people. And weirder times. I have the natural method system, a natural, simple, and easy method for increasing height, developing the body, improving the appear, <laughs> improving the appearance, and increasing health, strength, and beauty. Oh fuck yeah! I need that book in my life. <laughs> yeah right. And then I have the official guide to Christmas in the South, or if you can't fry it, spray paint it gold. So. <laughs> But <laughs> which one would you like to start with today? Oh, we should definitely start with the first one because that sounded like the most curious one, the one I'm most curious to hear. Right? Okay. I spent the most on this book. I spent four dollars on. God this. damn. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I don't think so I've spent four dollars total on any of the media I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, I got this one. Um, I think I bought this at the same time. Maybe I bought Nostradamus. I got it from the actual like used bookstore. I didn't get it from like a um, like a Goodwill or like a thrift store or anything. But I saw it, and it's got this interesting like cover, and it looks like um, it's it's very '90s looking. It's from 1993, I want to say. Yeah, it's from 1993, and it's basically just a collection of weird or i'll quote the back here in this hilarious volume authors kohut and sweet have gathered more than 500 of the weirdest craziest and most outlandish stories ever to grace the pages of the world's newspapers 
And so I was it's like, that's interesting. It's r slash not the onion before um, Reddit was around. <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting, right? So I spent four whole dollars on this book. Also, okay, so this sold for eight bucks back in 1993, and I did a conversion calculator on this. That is the equivalent of like 14.48. That's like spending 15 bucks on a book. Jesus right? Christ. So, I was like, Miss, Miss, this did you do the good. did you do the conversion to see, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> the conversion for what? So like you paid you paid four dollars for it. How much four dollars <laughs> would have been back then for the oh, book? I don't know. Let's see. Then let's see. So if in two thousand twenty one, it was four dollars. Well, actually, okay, it was three ninety nine. We'll be truthful. Then in nineteen ninety three, that would have been two dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> so, I got a deal. Yeah, I say I saved myself what thirteen dollars like that. Yeah, is that how money works? I don't know. Anyway, well, anyway, I went through and read the book, and it wasn't that wild. Um. A lot of it is would just be like sad things, like there was one where, <laughs> like one that was about like there was a man that, um, I think he like his wife filed for divorce on the grounds that he was going around and telling people that he was um being followed by the cia and that he was like do he was sending weird letters to a bunch of different businesses saying that they were like being run by al-qaeda or something it was like oh that sounds like mental illness this is really sad yeah that's like schizophrenia yeah it's like i think that that your husband might be mentally ill and you might want to like you know, get him some help or something. I don't know. Someone needs to help him. We don't need to be laughing. It's much easier to make fun of him in the newspaper. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I just picked some random ones from here. I'm just going to read some of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, let's see. From page 51, Daniel Hendricks, 34, of St. Louis, rammed at least six cars, ran numerous motorists off the road, and overturned a van along a Florida interstate highway before police arrested him when he exited and stopped for a red light. Hendricks told police that he was trying to reach Clearwater so that he could tell the visiting Barbara Bush that Saddam Hussein was going to invade the United States. (laughs) Uh, Of course that happened in Florida. How many of these are from Florida? (laughs) Florida, man. How many of these are from Florida? Oh, and the one... I, I have no idea. But, like... Too many of them. <laughs> oh, the one right under it. I wasn't actually going to read this one, but it was the one that I was referring to. So it says, A federal magistrate ordered Claude L. Filbert, a West Georgia chicken farmer, held for psychiatric evaluation after he dumped the sawed-off head of his pet horse on the steps of the federal courthouse in Atlanta. He took the head from, <laughs> he took the head from the trunk of his car, which he had driven up the courthouse steps. He said that he took this action to protest a lawsuit. He believed his ex-wife had filed against him. Okay, that's where I got the wife part. 
His ex-wife had filed against him, although no such suit existed. One of his ex-wives told the police that he believed the FBI... One of his ex-wives... I missed that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> told belief that he, police that he believed that the FBI, CIA, IRS, Nazis, General Electric, and the Mayflower Moving Company were out to get him. She also related that he claimed to have visited the Connecticut offices of GE and Mayflower and handed security guards their military helmets with bullets in them, telling the guards that... The people inside will know what this is. He also claimed to have established a new identity in a Russian name. See, when you were talking about that story, you didn't mention that he fucking dropped off a horse's head at a courthouse. That's <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> That's fucking badass. If I ever have a psychotic break, can I like... Um, I want to I do something like that. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine driving behind him? Like, there was absolutely, like, blood dripping out of the back of his car. <laughs> I hope the horse was dead when he sawed off the... the, the I would imagine it was. It, I would, it, horses were pretty big and strong. I would not assume that a horse would just let somebody chop off its head while it was alive. But I, I could be wrong. Unless you had a big enough guillotine. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's you know. <laughs> just carrying around. It'd be, be a pretty big <laughs> Horses are big too. Imagine how big that head had to be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, I might have missed the point of the story when I was telling my anecdote. <laughs> yeah, you made that sound a lot sadder than it actually was. <laughs> it's still sad. It is sad. <laughs> anyway. But it's, it's funny. <laughs> okay, okay. So... Let's see. Um, Kuwait's charity committee for the marriage project urged married men to take more wives up to the Islamic lim legal limit of four in order to deal with the problem of spinsterhood, saying that there were too many unmarried Kuwaiti, is it probably Kuwaiti, Kuwaiti? Women in Kuwait. The charity ordered men up to off, oh, sorry. The charity offered men up to $2,800 in loans, cheap kitchenware, and free furniture. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Alba, I did not fact check any of this, by the way. So, like, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> well, it's, by the way. It said it was pulled from newspapers, but uh, who, who knows how many of it was from, like, tabloids. I don't. Surely. Yeah, who, who trusts the freaking media anyway? Nobody. Nobody should. It's been, Especially media that's been condensed into like a book and then has zero, um, what's it called? Sources yeah. at all. This reminds <laughs> me of a book that when I was a little kid, um, when we were uh, like in my our homeschool group, we had this giant book sale and mm -hmm. where all the homeschool moms could bring all these books that they had in their house that they didn't want anymore and sell them. Um, and like, <laughs> I remember finding this book in a box that was called like 1001 Hilarious 911 Calls and um, I got my mom to buy it for me because I thought it would be a funny book and it was a funny book if I remember correctly but it was also pretty traumatizing for me since I was a homeschooler <laughs> and I was like nine and I was and I was nine years old and some of the calls in this book were not appropriate for a homeschooled nine-year-old to read there was the one I remember was this dude tried to fuck a um 
uh, 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 one of those the holes in a in a in a hot tub that shoot out jet streams, and he got his dick stuck in the hole, and he had to call nine one one to come get him out. <laughs> and I was nine years old, and I read that, and I was traumatized. And mom took that book away from me. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so it was like the homeschool version of the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. Well, we had those too. We like went because oh, the, okay. uh, the Statesboro Library has um had had those. So we would go to the library whenever they were having the book sale. But we did the the homeschool group did those book sales whenever they wanted to like make some money for something or other. I don't know. I'm jealous. I never got to buy my friend's mom's books. <laughs> Most of good. them were pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what some like Christian conservative homeschooler mom was doing with that book. That's like the kind of book you find in the back of Books a Million for like $3. <laughs> like marked down. Yeah, that sounds like... I don't know. I feel like the majority of those book sales would actually just be like Christian like marriage guides. Yeah. I, which I've accumulated several at this point, but I wanted to do a non-Christian book episode because I feel like this is becoming a Christian bashing podcast, which I don't want to become. Yeah. We're not we're not edgy, edgy atheists. No, no. Not never edgy, never. <laughs> when the last episode we just put out was that Halloween one. <laughs> All right. I I don't even know what this one what this one is, but okay. Uh Santa Cruz, California instituted an anti-lookalism anti-lookism statute prohibiting discrimination against people whose looks might make them discriminate against Wait, what? What did I just say? Okay. <laughs> Prohibit a statute prohibiting discrimination against people whose looks might make people discriminate against them. The overweight, the underweight, those tall and short, and others exhibiting extreme physical traits. That was just a poorly written sentence, but I don't I don't take responsibility. <laughs> people for can't that. discriminate. <laughs> so according to that law, people can't discriminate against me for being short. Basically, which should be really interesting when we read this book about how to make yourself taller. <laughs> I'm ready for the advice. <laughs> it's wild again. <okay. laughs> um, local Chamber of Commerce officials who dubbed the law the Ugly Ordinance <laughs> said, that <they> fe- <laughs> said that they feared that it would prevent businesses from hiring people who wore outrageous or otherwise inappropriate attire. <laughs> A few months... <laughs> A few months later, Philippine Congressman Rudolfo Albano, Albano, yeah, responded to complaints from applicants who had been denied government jobs because they are ugly, short, or because they have physical defects by sponsoring a bill forbidding government agencies from discriminating against job applicants on the basis of, quote, facial features, build, and height. The measure would exempt modeling and public relation jobs. I don't know. Can you, <laughs> just in here. you imagine not getting a job because the guy who was hiring you thought you were ugly? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it happens more to women, but Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So 
Um, when French Interior Minister Philippe Merchand banned dwarf tossing in November, <laughs> calling the bar sport an intolerable lack on human dignity and exploitation of the handicapped, three p- three foot eleven Manuel Wackenheim. That name right there. Okay, Wackenheim promptly sued, claiming his promising career as a professional projectile, $1,800 on a good night, had been cut short. <laughs> this is why cancel culture gets us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it says in November, and if this was published in 1993, I assume that that took place in 1992. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So in 2021, in 1992, how much would 1800 bucks be? Okay, calculate. That would be $3,356.01 and one cent I'd, per night. I'd be pissed too, bro. <laughs> like, oh, stay out of my business. <laughs> I want to know what what is what was dwarf tossing and why was it happening in France in 1992 <laughs> uh, well dwarf tossing was an actual thing I remember this from watching um, Lord of the Rings um, commentary what? yeah like there's this story uh, Have you, you've seen Lord of the Rings movies right of course you know the scene where Aragorn picks up Gimli and throws him into a pile of orcs yeah, yeah that's like that's a reference to it um, they specifically mentioned that, and it's a sport in Europe where literally just strong dudes just pick up s- smaller people and th- throw them as far as they can, just to see, just to see how far they can throw them. <laughs> okay, I'm saying I'm in support of this, except we just do it with children, <laughs> but only with consenting children. But anyway, that's um. <laughs> Yeah, consenting children. That's um, yeah. that's the sport of dwarf tossing. There might be more to it than that. But Europe has a lot of really fucking weird sports like that. They also have that one where they um, they uh, football. Yeah, football. <laughs> <laughs> they also have that one where they um, take a weasel and put it in your pants and then tie your pant legs shut, and just like that weird Al Yankovic song. Is that a weird Al Yankovic song? No, there's like the Albuquerque one, and there and he finds a box of of wild of rabid weasels. Oh, I haven't heard that one. No, you haven't heard that one. Mm-mm. I feel like we need to listen to it and like cut for a second and then like listen to it and then you can give your opinions on it. <laughs> but it's really long. Maybe maybe we can do that after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, join our Patreon to hear Caleb's opinion on the song Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> My weird Al Yankovic. We're starting a Patreon now, finally. Yeah, this is the only thing that's going to be on it. <laughs> we pay you, we pay you a dollar. <laughs> please, please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. We have 250 listens and we have five regular listeners. <laughs> One of them's my brother. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, White Collar Hell is this the name of this one. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church published its first fully revised catechism in four centuries, 
updating its list of sins to reflect the temptations of the modern world. Which, in a side, they also updated the um, the requirements for exorcisms in this. It's the first time they had up um, had done that. Yeah, like in four hundred years. And I feel like we should. I I need to find a book or something that talks about that because I find that very interesting. I just I want to become an exorcist is what I'm saying. But anyway, that's just an aside. <clears throat> Um, that's that's going to be my new gig once I drop out of grad school. But uh, among the new acts and behavior said to be said to put one's soul in jeopardy are drunken driving, failing to vote, evading income taxes, forging checks, fraudulent accounting, corporate embezzlement, bribery, charging unjust rents, paying unfair salaries, wasting resources, discriminating based on the oh wait. <laughs> discriminating <laughs> that was a good sound <laughs> i love having that that out discriminating on the basis of sex sexual orientation age religion national origin or handicap doing shoddy work artificially manipulating markets to inflate prices mistreating the environment abusing or trafficking in drugs and genetic engineering jesus christ <laughs> with a list prostitution and suicide remain sins but the new catechism i think i'm saying am i saying that yeah right? are yeah, you catechi- catholic catechism. okay catechism ag- acknowledges that people may be driven to them by desperation or particularly cruel social circumstances the new universal catechism also directs catholics to avoid astrologers fortune tellers and seances mm, wise words yeah it's also not very funny yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like oh facts cool yeah i'm not really sure um, what's so weird about that it's just catholic nonsense i mean it's the first time they had updated it in literally 400 years so i mean that's kind of interesting but that's like true i mean good on them they said don't charge people ridiculous right i mean it didn't change anything people still do all those things so yeah but maybe catholic landlords are better about it probably not they probably get pissed at you if you like have your if you have premarital sex or something (laughs) (laughs) okay um on the heels of serial killer trading cards a long island company unveiled sex maniac trading card sets featuring (laughs) mike tyson Elvis Presley, Catherine the Great, and others, described by First Amendment Publishing Incorporated as the most twisted and bizarre sex offenders ever. <laughs> Who was Catherine the Great? Wasn't she a... Uh... She... Was she the one that killed a bunch of, like, of her, like, handmaidens sort of deal? I thought... Alright, I'm gonna have to Google it, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not good at history. One. Uh, most commonly known as Catherine the Great was Empress of all Russia from 1762 until 1796, the country's longest ruling female leader. She came to power following a coup d'état that overthrew her husband and second cousin. Is she the one that was like, she bathed in blood or whatever? Probably. Interesting. She reformed the administration of Russian gubernatorias, and many new cities and towns were founded on her orders. Apparently, there's a TV show about her oh, on Hulu. That sounds interesting. I love stuff like that. 
personal life. Let's see. Children. Oh, okay. Here we go. Catherine, throughout her long reign, took many lovers, often e elevating them to high positions for as long for as long as they held her interest and then pensioning them off with gifts and serfs and large estates. The percentage of state money spent on the court increased from 10% to 11% to 14% in 1795. She gave away six, 66,000 serfs from 1762 to 1772. <laughs> 200 and... <laughs> 202,000 from 1773 to 1793 and 100,000 in one day. Jesus August Christ. 18, 1795. <laughs> 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 okay. Wait, so I don't know how that puts her on the same level as like also her son looks gay as fuck. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You kind of cute though. Anyway, okay, cool. so <laughs> she got lost for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's too bad he died like 200 years ago. I don't <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um where was it at? The company said that Presley, who lived with 15-year-old Priscilla Bielu, Priscilla, appeared on a rock and roll cradle robbers card that included Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Bill Wyman. So, I never, I didn't realize that Elvis Presley was a pedophile. Well, now you know. That's all I had to say about that. I guess everyone else did, so... Meanwhile, Comic Zone Productions of Berlin, New Jersey, released a series of psycho killer comics featuring the misdeeds of mass murderer Charles Manson, son of Sam Killer David Berkowitz, Milwaukee Butcher Jeffrey Dahmer, and Ed Gein, whose grisly exploits inspired the movie Psycho. Hmm. Um, since this is the chill episode, we'll get off on another tangent, but have you ever seen the pictures from the Ed Gein-like house? No, I don't think so. You, you like do you like know like Ed Gein like what he did? Um I'm not sure. I'm sure I do know, but I just can't remember. Let me look it up real quick. Okay, so like while while you, if you want to look at the pictures they're really rough, but like um long story short, he um well, and I'm going to have to edit this cuz I can't remember words, but he he killed two women and possibly his brother but he also would dig up dead bodies and then he would strip them of their skin and he used it to make a skin suit mm. so he could dress up as his mother mm. and he also made like a, a lamp shade made out of oh skin yeah and gloves yeah 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 and yeah. he had a he sewed of a he sewed like a vagina he could wear and stuff like that the pictures are pretty rough though not a good time also he would wear he would take the skin off their faces and wear them as masks and when i think about that it makes me want to throw up yeah that's pretty wild so um we're gonna come out with a hot take and say don't do that don't dig up dead bodies and wear them. another not your grandma's attic podcast hot take 
we're really controversial. We're really <laughs> changing the scene. We're really changing the podcasting scene. <laughs> That's why we're so popular. Absolutely, absolutely. The U.S. government has 32 billion cubic feet of helium stored beneath 20 square miles of Texas panhandle in case of an outbreak of blimp warfare. Established by Congress in 1929, when blimps were expected to be the war machines of the future, the national, the national helium reserves was renewed in 1960 in order to boost stockpiles of the lighter-than-air gas. In 1973, Congress decided that the nation had enough helium to keep U.S. blimps in the air and ordered the Bureau of Mines, which I didn't know we had, which, which runs the program to maintain the existing supply. The program was budgeted to cost $22 million to operate in 1993, even though it expects to cover this sum by selling off small amounts of helium to other government agencies since it borrowed money to start the operation and buy the helium. The debt now exceeds $1 billion, and the annual interest payments are almost $130 million. So, that's fun. <laughs> so, if you need some helium... Do we still... Is it still up? Do you think it's been not a 20 years since this book was written? I don't know. It's been 30 years, but yeah, Google it, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. While you're Googling that, this is a short one. Police in Columbia, Mississippi, charged Tina Ward, 33, with setting her 15-year-old son on fire after she found him sniffing gasoline. According <laughs> to the sheriff, the boy died after Ward apparently poured the gas on the boy and struck a lighter on him. Jesus Christ. That was one of the ones where I was like, that is just really sad. <laughs> it's just horrible. National Helium Reserve, the Wikipedia page. I source from nowhere else but Wikipedia. Mm. By 1995, a billion cubic meters of the gas had been collected and the reserve was $1.4 billion in debt prompting Congress to begin phasing out the reserve in 1996. The resulting Helium Privatization Act of 1996, directed by the Department of the Interior to start <clears throat> selling off the reserve by 2005. Um, by 2007, the federal government was reported as auctioning off the Armarilla Helium plant. The National Helium Reserve was reported as slowly being drawn down and sold to private industry. However, by early 2011, the facility was still in government hands. In May 2013, the House of Representatives voted to, ex voted to extend the life of the reserve um, under government control. In August 2019, the NPR show Planet Money described the history of the reserve and the government policies that helped create the shortage, helped create a shortage of the gas. So. Hell yeah. So no, it's not there anymore. That's so sad. But it did manage to make uh, caused $1.9 billion of debt before it was dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> I mean, they just signed, what, a $2 trillion package to just give corporations money recently, right? Yeah. So, I mean... Where are my fucking <laughs> checks, Joe Biden? Give me my $1,400. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Has it gone through the Senate yet? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe it will by the time you're listening. So tweet at us. No one's ever tweeted at us. <laughs> but if you do get at us, tweet at us. <laughs> the first time also, we're going to um... get somebody tweeting at us, it's going to be like, holy shit. 
we're gonna be so happy <laughs> Or, or just like super stressed because you're going to be like, y'all are fucking ass. <laughs> Stop. Oh, yeah. By the way, I figured out um, Catherine the Great's thing. So apparently a popular insult to her legacy at the time was that she died after having sex with her horse. So I figured it out. <laughs> why, why she got on the card with Elvis. Mm. Yeah, bestiality so. is pretty rough. Uh, pretty not cool. Okay. Another Night Your Grandma's Attic hot take. Another not your grandma's attic hot take. Bestiality, that, not cool. Well, okay, we already made that. We already yeah, made that's that true. Opinion. That's true. That one's we, already we, we established. We did that back in episode five. Please don't rate bears. That, not that's cool. already that's already one of our ten commandments. One of my mutuals on Twitter, um, it's probably also mutuals with you because we're basically just the same person, but. Uh, <laughs> they tweeted about bear, and it took everything all willpower in my body to not link our episode and be like <laughs> let me talk about this <laughs> okay in baton rouge louisiana japanese high school exchange student yoshi yoshihiro hattori 16 was shot to death when he knocked on rodney Pearl's door and was greeted with the shouted order freeze which he did not understand Police said he moved and was shot. The American Field Service, a an organization that brings exchange students from Japan, responded to the incident by updating the slang taught to its orientation classes, according to the Japan Digest. New phrases include don't move, hands up, halt, cool it, and chill. <laughs> they had to teach them sayings. That... But not freeze. <laughs> they had to teach them sayings. Slang for when you're being held at gunpoint. Only in fucking America. I hope this dude went to fucking jail. (laughs) Okay, Yoshihiro Hattori. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, um, he was on his way to a Halloween party and went to the wrong house by mistake. He knocked on his fucking door and he shot him? That's horrible. Yeah. Criminal trial. The defense argued that Mr. Proles was in a large part reacting reasonably to his wife's panic. His wife had a panic attack because someone knocked on their door? Oh my god, okay. (laughs) He was found not guilty. Jesus Christ. And he only had to pay the parents sixty five hundred or six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages. What? This is fucked up. I'm upset now. Anyway, I don't know why I wrote. Th- I don't know why I read that one. It just made me upset. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't funny at all. It was terrible. This is the light and casual episode of Not Your Grandma's Attic. <laughs> please don't shoot people please don't have sex with bears when james bateman 14 was sent home from school in colorado city arizona for wearing a t-shirt depicting the penguin a character in the movie batman returns the boy's mother trudy bateman went with uh, met with principal lawrence steed she told she said that when she asked Steve why the shirt was inappropriate, he explained it's a sign of devil worship. <laughs> after actor after actor Danny DeVito, who played the character, read about the incident, he sent the teenager more penguin merchandise. Just proving that Danny DeVito is amazing and I love him. Danny DeVito is such a cool guy. Danny DeVito, if you're listening, if you want to send me penguin merchandise, <laughs> I will happily accept. 
the Architectural and Transportation Barriers Compliance Board, an independent federal agency whose members are appointed by the president, decreed that all bank automated teller machines, which cost banks 3.1 billion, must be made accessible to the visually impaired to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act. The order included drive-up ATMs. Which is just stupid because, like, you can be visually impaired and not be blind. So, like, you can, some people that are visually impaired can still drive. Yeah. Anyway, that one just also irritated me. Okay, so this is the sex lightning round. Um, The sex lightning round. Okay, so from True Sex. Sex was invented 1.1 billion years ago, scientists have discovered. It began, they explained, when single-cell plankton developed pores that allowed sex cells to be released into the ocean, citing diversity among plankton fossils that they analyze. Paleobiologist J. William Schopp of the University of California at Los Angeles and Carl Mendelson of Beloit College in Wisconsin noted that until the origin of sexual reproduction, which combined characteristics of both parents, asexually begotten offspring were genetic copies of previous generations. (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm in AP biology all over again. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Um, In an investigation... Of the bull semen business for Canadian press, mm. Stuart Laidlaw reported that the stole that the but oh God, that the stud bulls were fixed with plastic vaginas and taught to mount beef steers, castrated males which were used instead of dairy cows because they can better withstand constant mounting. <laughs> they made That's the freaking I'm... bulls gay. <laughs> <laughs> Meat is murder, kids. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> oh god it's morrissey all over again oh man it'll never end let's see this one is weird uh after engaging in oral sex in a first class compartment aboard a train from Marchgate, england to london a couple moved to a packed second class compartment and according to authorities performed full sexual intercourse other passengers ignored them until they had finished and lit cigarettes. Several annoyed passengers complained to the conductor that the compartment was designated non-smoking. <laughs> Police met the train <laughs> and arrested John Henderson, 29, and Zoe D'Arcy, 19, who were each fined $140 for violating the smoking, smoking regulation and committing an indecent act. <laughs> People were like, well, it's fine that they had sex in there. We just didn't like that they started smoking. I mean, according to this book. (laughs) Also, like, is it really a thing that people just smoke cigarettes after sex? I know that that's like a cliche, but I didn't think people actually did it. I only vape after sex. I wouldn't Mm. know. Uh, See, I was hoping that would hit better. It was supposed to be a joke. No, I... (laughs) (laughs) You were just like, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb's like, we shared a wall for months, cat. I know. <laughs> I know what you're doing there. <laughs> it's just hearing Samu go, uh, <laughs> Every morning, <laughs> without fail, wakes up, throws up. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a special boy. <laughs> And then every once in a while, he'll just go like, ah! like <laughs> Why are you screaming, bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Uh, bless Sammy. I, know, I, I really enjoyed this one. A surgeon's group investigator reports that the chief surgeon at the Shriners Burn Institute drew happy faces on the penises of two patients. <laughs> After being cleared, the doctor explained that he drew the faces to relieve the patient's stress. That was a joke between me and him with a smiley face, one patient said. I'll let him draw another another time. <laughs> or any time, sorry. Any time. <laughs> uh, okay. That's Good cute. Times. Okay. Just... That was cute. I mean, the guy almost got fired for it, but you know, it happens. Yeah, he was just trying to make his patients happy. Um, the Australian Federation of AIDS Organizations announced it is seeking donations for used dildos to replace carrots and bananas being used in sex education programs in developing nations. Sponsors admitted that the produce wasn't getting the point across. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that those developing countries will get real dildos so they can know uh, not to use not to stick carrots up their butts. Or whatever it was they were doing. <laughs> uh, carrot. Up the, okay. So last one. Uh, Guy Balfour of Cortez, Colorado, started a business to remove pesky prairie dogs from urban areas or on farms by using a powerful vacuum system. The prairie dogs were sucked from their burrows in a tube four inches in diameter and 50 feet long, then slide along a padded deflector plate that are and are dumped into a tank in his truck alive, he said, but somewhat confused. He revealed that the idea for the business came to him in a dream. <laughs> so. <laughs> Poor little groundhogs, what'd they do to get sucked out of their homes? Just let them, let them be in there. See, that's what I'm saying, because people are always hating on, you know, moles and groundhogs and prairie dogs. It's like, just, why do you care so much about your lawn? Just let them live their best lives. They just... Lawns don't matter. That's what I'm saying. Lawns don't... Lawns do not matter. I don't care about them. And I'm glad I don't have um, an HOA that makes me keep... Yeah, imagine, like, going outside and, like raking your lawn or mowing your lawn or trimming your bushes what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't make any sense i just walk through a forest in my car (laughs) true listen if it was if 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 grass wasn't supposed to grow it wouldn't grow Caleb 2021. <laughs> if grass wasn't supposed to grow, it wouldn't grow. You're literally preventing nature from taking its course. You know what, Caleb? I feel the exact same way about armpit hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were the one to finally say it. <laughs> hey, man, there's nothing wrong with some armpit hair. <laughs> Everyone's got it. <laughs> some people don't. To get it lasered right off. Yeah, because they're weirdos who don't like their natural bodies. I, was, I read something on Reddit the other day, and it was like a copy pasta from. <laughs> well, okay, so I was on the copy pasta subreddit, and it was a copy pasta of some guy who went on and on about why um, he thinks that he is attracted to armpits, <laughs> and it was because like 
no woman wants you to see her armpits because they're afraid of them looking bad and they'll feel insecure. So, and that's why so many women won't go without sleeves. And it was like this whole thing. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and, it, and it was like, it's like the only part of the body that no one wants you to see that's not sexual. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, I guess <laughs> maybe. I mean, sh- sure. <laughs> Bottoms of feet. <laughs> Please don't look at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would you like to do the natural method system or Christmas in the South next? <laughs> um, let's do Christmas in the South. Okay, so this book... Uh, got this one at a Goodwill. I thought it was gonna be funnier, but it kind of just confused me. Maybe because, well, I grew up in the South, I didn't celebrate Christmas, and then also my parents both are transplants to the South. Oh, no, that's not true. My mom isn't, but her parents were, and they were rich growing up, so she she wasn't like you know Southern Southern. So like, but maybe you can relate to some of these. All right. So. Uh, this book is from 2004, and it originally retailed for 15 bucks, which today is like $20. I can't Jeez. imagine spending $20 on something like this. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, this chapter is decorating tips from car dealers. So uh, one of the biggest mistakes Yankees make is considering the house when decorating the yard. Winter wonderlands are all about the car. Yes, Holiday spotlights flooding in through the windows will keep your kids up late at night, but the goal here isn't silent night. It's curb appeal. <laughs> and no one knows curb appeal like a used car dealer. Following <laughs> following our car lot tips from a southern southeastern car dealers association handbook, they can transform your lawn and your life. Cool. So, um what is where's the one that I wanted to read? Oh, yeah, this is my favorite one. Auto dealers put the newest model up on a spinny thing and then rent one of those hot air figures to stand and wave over the building. Do you think they would sell so many cars if all they did was put a spray of glass cranberries around the door? (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) You can introduce movements to your Christmas lawn and maintain good taste thanks to mechanical grapevine animals. Yes, those favorite white light beasts of visual burden began to move a few years ago, and there's still a traffic stopper. Just be careful not to place them together as noses rise and rears fall. You don't want your deer to appear to be engaging in unsavory acts. <laughs> this is kind of an unrelated story, but my parents find, uh, like decided last year that they were going to start doing outdoor Christmas decorations, which is the first time they've ever done that, ever. Um, and they did this by buying a single snowman with like light. It was like a wireframe snowman with white lights around it. And um, they, uh, when they plug it in, its lights were bright blue, like so bright blue you can't even tell it's a snowman. It just looks like a giant blue orb in their yard. <laughs> my mom hates it. And she yells at my dad every time. <laughs> every time I saw them. She would be fussing about the snowman. <laughs> this is stupid. Are they going to get a new one? Like you I, to add to the I don't. Line? I don't know. But that's what I want this. To. That whole thing really smells like something my dad wanted, and then when mom gave in, and then he 
went to Walmart and bought like the worst one he could find for some reason. He probably thought it was great, and then he bought the wor- like the cheapest one, and it was just a, a bright blue snowman. The only um, Christmas like inflatable or like like lawn decoration I've ever bought Christmas wise is a giant. Um, well, not really giant. It's kind of like like medium large dog size, but it's like an inflatable cow that you plug in, and it glows. And it like it, I don't. We never even put it in the yard. I just use it to scare my cats because they don't like they don't know what's going on. So like they'll just all be sleeping, and I'll turn it in, and you know it's inflatable, so it's got a fan in it. So it's like, like <laughs> and they're like, oh my freaking god, what's that? And it's moving, and they're like, fuck. Kill it. My grandma makes some um, Christmas trees out of tomato cages. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but she'll like take I haven't take a, a tomato cage and turn it upside down, and then wrap mm-hmm. lights around it, and it it looks like a little tiny Christmas tree. That's kind of cute, actually. Yeah, I'd do that, but like with a hundred of them in my yard, <laughs> so that, like the neighbors will never <laughs> fuck with them. See that. <laughs> Just no no blank space in your yard. Just hundreds of tomato cage Christmas trees, and they're all bright blue. <laughs> uh, oh, which speaking of, when did it become a rule that only white lights are in good taste? Imagine a parking lot full of white only autos. No, you best sell your holiday theme if you execute it in full color. Fully cover all Bradford pears and other specimen trees, then outline good architectural features. Just remember to remove the flasher bulb. I also don't know what that means. I think the flasher bulb is the one that makes them like blink. Huh. Fair enough. But um that's also a contention between my parents, because my mom only likes white lights and my dad wants colorful lights. <laughs> white lights do look better. Like the colorful lights are just annoying (laughs) also the people that have like flashing homes that was the most irritating thing like christmas time wise as a pizza delivery driver for me yes (laughs) people with their like fucking flashing lights out on their house i can't read anything can't see the house number seems like that can't see the house number but um have you ever been to um bnd farms around here I've heard of it. I've seen pictures. Mm, yeah, uh, if you go there, they like have their house lights synced up because they have like a radio station where they broadcast Christmas music over, so you can listen to Christmas mm-hmm. music while you drive through their farm. And then they have the lights on their house synced to the to the music, so the house will like flash to the beat of the Christmas music, and that's actually pretty cool. That's pretty intense. Yeah, I don't know how long that takes to set up. I can't imagine. I don't know how long it takes um, for them to set up all that. I get. I my guess is that they just leave it up all year round, and they just like wrap it up or something. Because it's just so much. Or they hire people. I mean, I imagine if you do something like that, you're rich and you can afford to hire people to set up that shit for you. They are definitely rich. That's for sure. So. <laughs> okay. So let's see. What is this? No. Now I'm going to have to edit because I can't find what I wanted. God damn it. (laughs) 
Let's see. Christmas is no time to go for yard of the month honors. The measure of a well-decorated Christmas lawn is a visit from the police regarding traffic <laughs> displays delays in front of your house. Wasn't there a, um, a situation? No, that was in Halloween. Halloween last year where someone had like fake corpses in their yard and they got the cops called on them like nine times. Wait, in, in Statesboro? No, it was, um, I don't remember where it was. It wasn't in Statesboro, though. But it was, like, it was on, um, the internet. I know that. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Or, like, the people that'll, like, put fake hands out the back of their car. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people decorating their car, I, have I told you about the Corona car? No. Okay, so <laughs> I was chatting with um um over I was chatting with my with the other research assistant that I work with um about some something we were working on for our job, and the, all of a sudden he goes, "Oh my God, it's the Corona car!" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and, he was like, yeah, so I'm at Duncan right now, and like, <laughs> I'm looking out the window, and I just saw the Corona car drive by, and I'm like, what's the Corona car? And he's like, it's this VW Bug, and it's like, it has a car app on it, and it's, it's like covered, it's colored like a virus of some sort, like I guess it's like pink and green with like dots all over it, and it just has like a big fuzzy top on top of it, <laughs> and on the side of it, it's like promoting wearing masks or something like that it must be for like a medical practice nearby they just drive around and it's got like this big it's not like fuzzy but it's like um i guess it's supposed to signify what a virus looks like <laughs> so if you're ever up here around the marietta area like look out for the corona car it'll get you if they get you get corona yeah they do <laughs> you get corona that's how you get covid actually <laughs> That's pretty great. I like that. So, no one knows the answer, but it's clear that the wise men wouldn't be a big hit running around the south delivering myrrh. Mary may have been charmed by the wise men's gift of aromatic resin, but there were but those were the days before plug-in devices cranked out cinnamon and clove 24/7. <laughs> but the, which good to know that that shit was a problem even back in 2004 whenever this was published like I hate shit like that. I remember when I worked at the hospital as an intern and like we would, I would, I think I was in maybe marketing. I think I, I can't remember. No, there wasn't a marketing department at the fucking hospital. What am I talking about? It was like, <laughs> it was, it was some sort of, it was some sort of administrative office. It wasn't like an actual part of the hospital where patients go, but like in there, like there were like four different offices and all four of them had different of the little like diffusers mm -hmm. with different scents in a hated going up there because it smelled so bad when they all mixed together in the hallway oh my god terrible don't why do people put essential oils out into the air it's not okay i'm not here for it <laughs> i will put <laughs> today the wise trio would take one look at the bright star in the sky and go in search of a casserole do you agree yes <laughs> <laughs> um so Apparently, these are the four ways that you can bring a casserole to someone. You have Pyrex in Sterling Stand, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretentious, thus perfect. 
It says tip dress down by writing name and number in blue ballpoint on masking tape. (laughs) 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 Pyrex in silver plate. Tip cover word silver plate with engraving engraved calling card adding phone number and black ink. Apply with super glue. (laughs) Pyrex in cold hot zippered container. Sporty, fun, and young. Excellent when attempting to be invited to a coveted supper running club. Pyrex with a pot holder and a plastic wrap. In plastic wrap, only at church. Use holiday colors. Must be holiday themed aluminum, or they'll assume that the casserole was your frozen standby for funerals. <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I mean that one. That one. That one's pretty accurate. But okay, so. That was from the chapter about casseroles, and this is the chapter called the Divinity Code, which is basically about like writing letters after Christmas to for about like thank you cards. Who even writes um, thank you cards? Old people. I remember um, one time after graduation, uh, after I graduated high school, my mom made me write graduation cards for all my family, uh, I, like thank you cards for all the gifts that they gave me. And I, yeah. um, I was going to mail them, and I put them in my top drawer until I could get time to address them, and I forgot about them, and I never sent them ever. Oh my god, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, "You have to write thank you cards to all the people," and so I went and I bought a stack of thank you cards, and I wrote all of them, and I was like, "I gotta get stamps or whatever," and I put them. <laughs> I put them in my desk drawer. I forgot about them. Never got sent. They're probably still. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we really are the same person. (laughs) So, okay. So this one's fun. This is um, different things that people put in their um, thank you cards. I guess Southern sayings. So tell me if you know what these ones means. And then I'll read you the definitions they give. Fiddlesticks. Uh, Foolishness. Yeah, so this is a feisty gift, a highbrow touche. No one can turn down the combination of pecans, chocolate, and caramel, but the name and the fact that it is dessert cut into bars can convey a lighthearted jab. Perfect for the neighbor whose fence is six inches onto your property. Um, I didn't realize that that was a, um, a food. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, wait, no, I think I did this wrong. Okay, I read this wrong. So this is labeled translating the morsel code, and I realize now because these are types of foods. Mm, okay. So I saw fiddlesticks and polywogs and heavenly hash, and I was like, oh, those are all different things. But anyway, okay. So these are things that you can give people and then what they mean. Okay. I have, what's a, wait, fiddlesticks? Have you ever had that? I have never had fiddlesticks. No. Uh, I guess we're not really Southern. Southern Colonels. Have you ever had that? Nope. Hmm. Okay. You are admired a flattering gift from family to family. If the gift is from a single man or woman, spouse beware. So, I, well, now I need to know what a Southern Colonel is. Okay. Okay. Food. Southern Colonel. Images. Oh, I'm just getting pictures of KOC. <laughs> <laughs> Southern styled bank baked beans, maybe. What? Okay. How about dessert? 
I don't know what this is still. Wait, well, Southern Christmas tradition. We got to No, we have to find out. Ambrosia Southern Christmas tradition dot HTML. Oh, this isn't it. Yeah. Okay, I still don't know what that is. So, um, you know, I guess we aren't really. What's the word? Southern? Yeah. Polywogs. Polywogs. I've only ever heard that as a word to mean like. Tattoo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what a polywog no is. How about a tiger paw? That's. I know what a. It sounds like a baked dessert, but I don't know what that is. It does. Okay, bark. I've had bark before. I have not had bark. Damn. It's it's basically where you just like take chocolate and like you spread it over um like a cookie sheet or something, mm-hmm. and then you sprinkle stuff into it like peppermint or pecans or something, mm, and then you I have it, like that. harden, and then you just kind of break it into random pieces. Yeah, I have had now, that. That that shit is good. Okay, we all know about fudge. Fudge is good. Um, baklava. Yes, had that. I love baklava. Let's see. Baklava givers also tend to be active in arts fundraisers. Enjoy the honey and get out your checkbook. <laughs> hmm, good to know. Pralines, um, obviously, uh, we all know about pralines down here. Uh, Heavenly Hash. Never heard of that nope. one. Nope. Okay. Once the exclusive domain of nuns and housekeepers, Heavenly Hash has become a household favorite. Domestic and divine undertones are no longer interpreted here, but the light marshmallow bulk may indicate an eating disorder. Consider an inv- intervention for January. I thought I said an intervention for, geni- for uh, Jesus there for a second. <laughs> intervention for Jesus. Well, see, originally I was going to say this must be like hash browns or something, but I'm thinking that this must be some sort of dessert thing. Okay. Well, anyway, so. Divinity. What, pray tell, is divine about a candy that tastes like nothing but egg and sugar and can only be made under the rarest of climate conditions? No one really knows, but it remains one of the ultimate candy gifts. Topped with whole pecans, you're the best. Topped with pieces of pecan halves, bad market. Mixed with crumpled pecans, a la cookies and cream, the giver is a Yankee. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no. This book, it just really confused me, and I'm just like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's the one I want to say. Northern magazines are full of beautiful ideas involving stringing one's house with unwrapped candy canes, popcorn, and cranberries. These people have apparently never seen how many palmetto bucks, known elsewhere as roaches, can can fit on one candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> Such concoctions also invariably send signals to fire ant colonies. Oh my god, yes. In our climate, one is better served to string the tree with more unappetizing items. Also, who in who in the hell would unwrap candy canes? <laughs> Did put it on their tree? Like, what? Have you ever heard of this? You hang candy canes on trees? Yes, but not unwrapped candy canes. Oh my god. Like, Sh- should it be necessary to decorate with edibles? Also make ornaments by applying gold spray paint to roach motels what mood (laughs) you know like the little like the roach trapper thing yeah 
<laughs> yeah, okay, I get it now. <laughs> this book's got a sassy it sense is. of humor. It does. Anyway. I appreciate that. Yeah, so this might be the best thing we've ever read on this podcast. Like the most objectively like good thing. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you want it, you can use it. I feel like this you know, I mean, like, be a good thing to gift to like your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Christmas comes back around, so I'll let you have it because my parents don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> well, I was mostly referring to the fact that we're not reading this and going, oh my God, this is awful. This is the worst thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why I was thinking it was going to be, like, more tacky, mm-hmm. and that's why I originally, like, bought it, <laughs> and then it ended up being kind of funny or just confusing, and I was just like, eh, okay. <laughs> It's no accident that Western Sizzlin' does so well in our region. The appeal of wrapping a plate and bellying up to the trough is tough to... Wait, what? It's no accident that Western Sizzlin' does so well in our region. The appeal of grabbing a plate and bellying up to the trough is tough to beat. Southern Living sets a standard each year for candlelit buffets, where near each guest is met with a personalized ornament napkin ring. Seductive though that may be, these buffet plans make plan- Wait, what? With make-ahead tips can be tough to accomplish at the Southern annual Southern Living cover cake. Did you understand what that meant? Nope. No clue. Okay, cool. This is the perfect transition then (laughs) into our final book, which is The Natural Method System, a natural, simple, and easy method for increasing height, developing the body, improving the appearance, and increasing health, strength, and beauty. Fuck yes, best for last. It's time for me to learn. (laughs) So this book, I got, it's really actually just a pamphlet, and I got it from the antique mall next to my house (laughs) which was an amazing experience whenever you come up here to visit we're gonna go because it was so fucking good it's like a flea market but it's open every day and it's full of the weirdest shit but i got this for like a (laughs) dollar and this was originally printed by the natural method system oh and um sorry the natural methods the natural method bureau height increase wait no that's not it what's the name of the it was like some sort of society there was it was printed by some sort of society that was promoted promoting the natural method system which was some sort of like it was like a self-help system or like lifestyle system developed by some guy in France in the 1800s mm-hmm. and it was and it's kind of known for being like the first guy to be like you should exercise and also women should exercise in like you'll feel better about yourself sort of deal Mm -hmm. but he also had a lot of really kind of wacky ideas (laughs) um and it doesn't actually have a date that it was published but i went off of some um (laughs) so they mentioned in the beginning Um, These are opinions by eminent authorities on increasing height and developing the body. Um, And one of them is Royal S. Copeland. And he, it says, U.S. Senator for the state of New York. So this would have been when he was serving as a U.S. Senator. So that would have been like in the 30s. The 20s or the 30s. So this book is pretty, this, this thing's pretty old. So... 
Um, also, I looked up Royal S. Copeland, and he believed in all kinds of wacky shit. And I found a bunch of his books for free online. I might do one one day. Oh, hell yeah. But... So this is the foreword. It is your desire to grow taller. Hell yeah. <laughs> like with any other ambition, you may find that it will take lots of willpower and determination to succeed. Oh, shit. But it... <laughs> But if the desire within your heart is great enough, you will overcome all obstacles and hindrances. (laughs) The method by which you will develop the body to grow is based on laws of nature and includes the hygienic life. Capital H, capital L, hygienic life. Oh, God. (laughs) There's absolutely nothing quack about this method. It works on the following principle. The body is encouraged to eliminate its poisons. The blood is purified. Tissues are built up. The body develops, and nature is given the impetus to continue where she left off in your growth. What when your growth was slowed, but half the aid that nature is given. Oh God, I can't even read. <laughs> but half. <laughs> this is like the longest sentence ever. But half the aid that nature has given lies in the prescribed physical exercises. Besides improving and developing every part of the body, they are especially designed to develop the cartilaginous matter between the vertebrae of the spine when the individual cartilages have been increased in size even but a fraction of an inch the complete total makes several inches of increased height Hmm. are you ready yeah (laughs) so number one is food fuck (laughs) (laughs) correct food is a vital necessity for growth and bodybuilding Excuse you. I'm sorry, that kid. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm sorry, I couldn't hold that back. <laughs> the proper diet will stimulate and hasten growth, but the wrong one will prevent it. What we eat largely influences what we both, what we are both mentally and physically. It is therefore essential to know the difference between the right and wrong food. And we'll skip down here. Let's see. Is this is this because my parents fed me the wrong food when I was a kid? Is that why I'm short? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a podcast um, a few days ago. I think I can't remember which one it was now, but they were talking about there's this guy. Uh, have you heard of mewing? Mewing. Yeah. No. So they were talking about it because it's like a thing that like red pill incels are into recently, but. We won't go into that, but it's, like, this idea that this one dentist in, like, England came up with that says that the reason that people don't have such strong jaws now and they have more dental problems is because they eat food that is too soft and that you need to eat harder food and you need to, like, do all these different things as a kid to... Um, have a stronger jaw line and so your jaw juts out more and you don't have an underbite or, or an overbite I mean mm-hmm. but mewing is supposed to be that you are supposed to put your tongue at the top of your mouth so that your mouth is more open and also he doesn't want you to open your mouth as much or breathe through your mouth so if you're concerned about your chin you know all you have to do is Hold your tongue differently, apparently. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Also, that's not going to help me get taller. Bro. Yeah, no, it's not going to help you get taller, but it's going to give you the defined jawline that you want, Caleb. <laughs> I don't want that. Anyway, okay, so 
Eat lightly of meats, eggs, and canned foods. Avoid white bread and white flour products. Oh, shit. Use coffee, tea, and cocoa in moderation, and do then do without them when possible. Avoid candies, sweets, cakes, pies, pastries, pickles, condiments, and highly pickles. spiced sauces and dressings. Fatty meats and rich gravies. I was gonna say one of those is not. Like <laughs> What's wrong with pickles? Right, like pickles aren't bad yeah. for you. Pickles it's are literally a cucumber, a cucumber soaked in vinegar. That's all it is. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing was wrong with yeah. it. Okay, natural foods such as fruit, greens, and vegetables, whole grain products, and milk are rich in bone, blood, and flesh forming material. <laughs> so eat plenty of them, both raw and cooked. Let's see. Drink plenty of milk as it's rich in minerals, salts, and vitamins that the body requires. Whenever you drink milk, you are advised to drink two or more glassfuls each time, as a single glass does not provide, <laughs> does not prove beneficial. Learn to drink milk leisurely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I have to disagree a lot, but, you know, <laughs> this was 100 years ago. So. <laughs> A necessary function to health, bodybuilding, and development is punctual bowel action. This is absolutely punctual essential for bowel otherwise... action. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> essential for otherwise the poisons will remain in the system, producing impure blood, sickness, and disease. Train yourself to have bowel movements at certain regular periods each day and continue this habit. To have normal bowel action, eat plenty of natural foods in the form of fruit, salads, and vegetables, and drink plenty of water between meals. I assume when you're not glugging death milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, if laxatives are necessary, use bran, mineral oil, or agar-agar. Don't use drugs. When you find it necessary, use the enema as an internal flushing. So don't take laxatives. Do use enemas, and that will make you taller. <laughs> laxatives made me short. <laughs> Fuck. All right, part two, bathing. <laughs> <laughs> the form of bathing that interests us most are the cold and hot baths. The cold bath is used to re-energize and rejuvenate you and to cause the blood to circulate freely. It also cleansing and hygienic. The hot bath is necessary to open up the pores, remove perspiration, and to cleanse and purify the entire body and system. Those who can tolerate a hot bath should take it as hot as possible. That's what Those I've been saying. Be cuss- <laughs> 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 hottest fucking shower possible. That's the oh, fuck. That's the one thing, that's the one problem I've had with this apartment I live in now is that they don't Mm -hmm. let the water get that hot. Because you remember at our old apartment, if you you fucking, you accidentally turn that just a thing a little, a centimeter too far, you fucking burn the shit out of yourself. (laughs) But now you can't even, (laughs) in this apartment, I couldn't even burn myself if I tried. That is tragic. (laughs) It truly is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's here's a tip for you then. Those who cannot get accustomed to very hot water or who may be compelled to use warm or lukewarm water are advised to use friction during the bath, rubbing and slapping the entire body. <laughs> so that you can't get your water hot enough now, just fucking slap your whole body all the time. Can you imagine, like, 
I'm in my tub slapping myself like a fucking seal. You know what my roommates would think of me? <laughs> Only if you scream while you do it. <laughs> I mean, my bathroom wall is right next to like my roommate's bed, so. Exactly. <laughs> just fuck with them. <laughs> I'm just imagining the sound of the shower running and you're just screaming <laughs> and slapping yourself and in the background the scout and she's going meow, 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 and I know that you listen to music while you shower so there's also some like, really edgy music playing in the background <laughs> Oh man! If we ever get enough people that actually interact in our Discord, we should totally make like a um, a not your grandma's attic podcast playlist or Discord channel for music. Fuck yes, that'd be lit as fuck. That'd be cool as hell. <laughs> we should start linking the Discord in the bot in the pot- bottom part of episodes, the description of episodes. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Oh, we should totally do that. Maybe someone will join it. Hell yeah! All right, <laughs> we're, I'll, I'll I'll do that with it for the episode I haven't published yet. Let's see. Um, okay, so skip over that. And then in bold, the hot bath should be taken at least three nights a week. <laughs> three nights a week. Okay. I take one. I take a shower every night, so that's not a problem. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, you should take your hot shower or bath at night. And then every morning after the exercises is the proper time to take the cold shower bath. The water should be cold or maybe tepid and should be splashed and rubbed on the body for a few moments only for longer than this proves of no benefit. Those who have not the facilities for taking a direct shower or spray bath should use a wetted sponge and lightly go over the body with it, or in place of this, splash it on the hands. The sponge method should be used, should be done a section at a time. Do one part of the body, say the top, dry thoroughly, and then do the arm, and then so on till the entire body has been sponged and dried. <laughs> See, oh, wait. Oh, no, I haven't skipped over it. You I don't know about that. <laughs> I just love that it's like, first you wash your arm with cold water, and then you do <laughs> To return to the shower bath, after you are through with the water part of the bath, Next. The water part. <laughs> you mean the bath part of the bath? <laughs> Next, have two towels ready. So, yeah, the fucking bath. I thought it was going to be like, next, <laughs> scrub yourself. No, it's just go dry yourself off. What the fuck? Yeah, but you have to do it a certain way. This is the towel part of the bath. Yeah, this is the towel part. <laughs> it's a two-step process. Next, have two towels ready, a soft towel, and the other hard and rough. Use the soft towel to absorb most of the water. Then rub body and then Use rub the body. Towel to- <laughs> then rub body thoroughly dry with the rough towel so that you feel wide awake and active. Those who are unable to take a hot or cold bath for any reason reason whatsoever should rub down the body with a rough towel till the body glows and the person feels thoroughly alive. <laughs> I dry myself off with sandpaper so I can fucking feel alive. <laughs> I just rubber. I just just lay on the floor and roll all around my carpet until I'm dry. 
<laughs> really makes you feel alive. It really does. <laughs> okay. So sleep. So they tell you to get like six to eight hours of sleep and try to not disturb your sleep. Okay, I'm I'm here with them. But then we get to the window part of sleep. <laughs> If there is but one window in your bedroom, open it from the top and bottom on a warm night. But when it is cold, open only from the top. Be sure that the window is open from either the top or the bottom at all times. Should there be two windows in your room, see that the furthest one is opened at the bottom and the one nearest to you open at the top. But be careful not to sleep in direct drought. Or drought. Drought. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. At all times, see that you have pure air to breathe and inhale plenty of it, for it is necessary of life, health, strength, and growth. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Breathing is important. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sleep somewhere you can't breathe. That's crazy. <laughs> when you go to sleep, always stretch out and have your body erect and keep it this way. <laughs> at no time must you lay bent and doubled up. At this will tend to destroy all that you have attempted in your physical exercises. Oh, fuck. Remember, <laughs> remember that when you stretch out, the body will grow. <laughs> Let's Don't. It will destroy all you have done. <laughs> It'll make you... <laughs> It's so dramatic. Drink in your sleep. <laughs> Be careful not to indulge in a heavy meal before retiring, as this will result in troubled sleep. If you feel that you want to eat a little something, limit it to some whole wheat bread and butter, or some hot or cold milk, or just two glasses. And this of fucking milk. guy hot loves milk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling hungry before bed? Drink two glasses of milk, hot or cold, or some fresh or dried fruits. <laughs> the two types of fruits, fresh or dried. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh so you should it is a good plan to wash your teeth at night as well as morning and in the morning to gargle the mouth and throat with some mild antiseptic antiseptic mouthwash. So I'm here with him. I don't know how that's going to make you taller but <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see. Should you for any reason find yourself unable to sleep, take a book or any reading matter that is not too exciting and read until you feel your eyes are drowsy. This will not take too long and you will soon be fast asleep. (laughs) Uh, Cover yourself with light, but warm and comfortable bed covers. In the morning, jump out of bed without lingering and with alacrity. That sleep advice? Put snap and pep into all of your efforts. <laughs> that sleep advice is literally like those people that are like, literally just close your eyes, bro. Just close your eyes and go to sleep if you can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> I mean, that helps me. Like, reading something that's boring, I will fall asleep. But, like, I was like, like I was thinking, like, well, yeah, you could like, listen to something, too. And I was like, oh, wait, they couldn't do that. <laughs> they didn't have that. Put on the radio. <laughs> I'm sure there were people that right. listened to the radio while they were asleep. Yeah, but if you like think about it, you probably didn't have it in your bedroom. You probably had it like in like the family room. Mm, yeah, like in the 20s and 30s. Yeah. So, anyway, part three: breathing. <laughs> um, air is food for the lungs and is chemically <laughs> composed of two gases: <laughs> oxygen and nitrogen. The lungs, by a wonderful process, remove the 
vital oh yeah vitalic life-giving oxygen from the air and use it then discard it in order to obtain fresh constantly fresh oxygen the waste is called carbon dioxide or car carbonic acid gas which i've never heard that before and it is detrimental to your health let's see deep breathing promotes blood it is an aid to nature in your dis oh, okay here we go correct breathing is essential to health and strength because the blood absorbs oxygen from the lungs and becomes purified Deep breathing promotes the proper circulation of the blood. It removes poisonous waste that would otherwise accumulate and obstruct the system. It is an aid to nature in your desire to grow taller. Therefore, it acts. It adds to your height, and for this reason, it is absolutely important that you breathe correctly. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that proves that he needs to be. How it helps you tall. Anyway, they so they uh, tell you how to breathe. Um, you should only ever breathe through your nose. Let's see. By breathing through the nose and filling the lungs to utmost capacity, scraggly necks will fill out. Your chest will get bigger and develop. And in the woman, the bust will also develop and be more womanly and becoming. You will also increase bodily vigor, vitality, and energy, and you will add years to your life, and you will help, and it will help to increase your height. <laughs> <laughs> okay, part four, physical culture. <laughs> oh my goodness, so. <laughs> in our attempts to grow taller, we must learn the value of sports, athletics, and outdoor life. Indulge in all games that require you to stretch your body, limbs, and muscles, but be careful not to overdo things such as get yourself fatigued. Such as to get yourself fatigued. Men and women, will, men and women will find the following sports very valuable. So men and women can do these things: walking, swimming, running, cycling, rowing, tennis, golf, handball, rope skipping, indoor basketball, gymnastics, climbing, and dancing. And then um, men can only do these sports, though, which are baseball, football, soccer, jumping, <laughs> boxing, wrestling, and jujitsu. <laughs> One of those is not like the other. Yep. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, a decidedly valuable aid to nature is that of stretching the body. When you stretch, every muscle and ligament and every bit of cartilage is pulled out and expands. And by constant effort, this expansion increases, remains permanent, and the result is increased height. Okay. <laughs> so, whenever you have the opportunity, stretch the body and the limbs. Stretch vigorously. Never permit yourself to fall into a position where you know that you are squeezing the muscles or cramping and hindering vital action. Raise your, raise your hands above your head and stretch upward. Think you are trying to reach the sky. Hold on to the top of the door and stretch your legs downward. The value of stretching will be apparent. So, um, basically what you're doing with this is that you are stretching the cartilage in your back, which is going to make you taller. So, I don't know if this is true, <laughs> but um, I, I, I just choose to believe that it is. So if you hang from your door, it definitely won't break your door. It'll actually just make you tall. <laughs> above, all, <laughs> above all things, carry yourself well and erect at all times. You will soon notice people looking at you and admiring you. 
Remember that in every instance, you must endeavor to stretch every muscle and limb in your body. Carry yourself erect and walk intelligently at every opportunity. I'm really you glad find yourself in cre- the use again. of the word erect has died down over the past, <laughs> you know, 50 years. We usually we only usually use it for one thing now. <laughs> I prefer the word turgid. <laughs> um, and you will... <laughs> Uh, carry yourself erect and walk intelligently, and at every opportunity you will find yourself increasing height, and your entire body will develop in beauty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. So you should purify your blood. That's part, what are we on, part five? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the last part before the end here. So when blood, when pure blood has been obtained, the result shows itself in clear skin. The, blood, the hair grows thick and plentiful. Muscles and flesh develop. Fat decreases. Scraggly parts are filled out. The digestion improves. You sleep better. Your nerves become quiet and settled. Your energy and vitality are increased tremendously. Your mental alertness becomes improved. And finally, it will increase your height. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Living the hygienic life will clear your skin and give it that radiant white pearl rose appearance, which no cosmetic or drug on earth can produce. You know, he's Drugs, right. medicine, and cos- <laughs> You want to have white skin clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, drugs, medicines, and cosmetics are artificial, whereas the hygienic ni- life is, all caps, natural. <laughs> Avoid all kinds of pills, tablets, blood purifiers, tonics, and advertised medicines. Abstain from all quack methods. Trust nature and you will be rewarded. Use patience and per- perseverance and words alone cannot express the satisfaction you will obtain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, honestly, for this time, like, they didn't, I mean, the only, like, medicine they really had was like what cocaine so yeah like, you know i'm pretty sure it cocaine makes you good. taller it probably makes you taller let's see um you should go to a dentist um sugar is the enemy of pure clean blood um at night brush the hair for several minutes then get the skin of your scalp between your fingers and rub and roll it until you feel it glow a glow all over your head uh, wash your face every night before bedtime then massage the face with the fingertips only in an upward and downwards direction do this for several seconds and then rinse the face in cold water and dry well with a soft towel the final result the final result of all of your efforts will produce pure clean blood I hate having dirty blood <laughs> I hate when my blood is dirty <laughs> isn't that like a thing right, from Harry so... Potter <laughs> okay so all we have left now are some general remarks let's see and then okay so i'll do those real quick and then the ending is just there's a big section and it just shows exercises which we may use one of the pictures of these exercises as like the thumbnail for this because they're really funny looking (laughs) but um so general remarks the person who desires to be healthy build up the body and develop it and as thus oh god and develop it and thus 
obtain increased height should abstain from tobacco, alcohol, narcotics, and drugs. Science has proven that tobacco prevents and stunts growth. Those who smoke should cut down the amount of tobacco consumed daily and using your willpower or through auto-suggestion, give it up completely. If you are determined to conquer the tobacco habit and you don't permit yourself to backslide, you are bound to win out and you will be thankful ever after. (laughs) (laughs) You're sad. Just stop being sad. That's right. right. (laughs) Was it like... um, In regards... (laughs) Go ahead. I don't remember who it was, but someone was like on Twitter said that if you have problems with anxiety, you should just drink two sips of beer and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just take a couple shots of whiskey. The baby's crying, a couple shots of whiskey. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also shouldn't wear tight clothes. Don't lace your shoes too tight because <laughs> it will cramp your foot and ankle and hinder circulation. Uh, don't wear shoes that are pointed at the toes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are gay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so the 100% person. Let's see. Throughout this book, our effort has been to live a natural is has been to live a natural or hygienic life, and we have divided this up into several main branches. We want all that. Read this several times over, so you over so that you get the real enthusiastic desire within you to succeed, and then permit nothing to obstruct your progress. Let's see. The system works on the following principles: the correct food food purifies the blood and simulates growth. Proper sleep enables the body to rest, absorb, and distribute nourishment and grow. Bathing removes the impurities and keeps you fresh and clean so that the body is not troubled with self-developed poisons. And and exercises circulate the blood through the body and stretches the spine, increasing height. So, um, and then my favorite part is the last bit here. The person who follows the instructions faithfully will be 100% perfect. They cannot fail. They cannot fail to be otherwise as they are now employing all natural methods and nature is infallible, all caps. Practice everything in this book very thoroughly, conscientiously, righteously, and with determination, and a new world and a new life of happiness will loom before you. You will be a different person to yourself and to everyone else. You will be developed in body and in height. Your Your appearance will be cause for admiration. Your health will be better than it ever was before. And through sheer vitality and enthusiasm, your personal and financial conditions will improve and rise to supremacy. You will see that health, strength, and vitality and beauty are found in the interpretation and the use of the laws of nature. And then finish. That's it. This, the whole book. <laughs> I didn't read all of it. I skipped over some parts, but those were my favorite parts. <laughs> wow, that book is intense. I that one was so funny, and I was reading it in that voice to myself <laughs> at like five in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go rub my head with my hands until it glows. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking good i'm glad for this one it seemed like we got the we saved the best book for last yeah that one was definitely my favorite but it it wasn't good enough for like a whole episode it wasn't long enough Mm -hmm. so i was like and i'm like this is one i could read the whole fucking thing and it's not like they're gonna assume me like (laughs) i don't think the natural method system society exists anymore (laughs) they're gonna fucking hunt down this podcast we get a cease and desist. <laughs> okay, here's the name of it. The Natural Method Bureau. Height increase in f- 
physical culture system. Okay. Interesting. 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 But yeah, no, so um yeah, that's how you get tall. Um Well exercise and I don't think I have well and I don't have I don't think I have the mental fortitude to do all that. Oh uh, well I'll end this book too. You'll read it through a few times and then through sheer enthusiasm and willpower. <laughs> well what was the wording there again? Oh uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and man. a lot of erectedness. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, man, turgid is the way of the future. Mm-hmm. I'm, whenever I think of the word turgid, I just think of the like the cell wall, <laughs> the turgid plant cell wall, mm-hmm. and how everyone thought it was very funny to be using the word turgid to refer to a cell wall in like you know tenth grade biology or whatever. <laughs> Another experience I never got to have. 10th grade bio- you didn't get to learn about biology well i didn't get to laugh at how weird words with my classmates see but i was like quote unquote the smart kid mm. and so i was too good to laugh at such things so the only person i, I like, had to oh, laugh at stuff with was my mom <laughs> you didn't have your siblings <laughs> i mean we we did school at like separate times oh okay I don't know. I was I was one of those kids. I was like, I am here for. I am here to learn. <laughs> this is a this is an institution of of learning and knowledge, and I am here purely for this reason. <laughs> so I see nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh at the word turgid now. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> it's the only thing I find funny. Everything else is just serious to me. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's the only thing you think about every day is school. Still dude i was an intense little kid so like i don't know if i don't remember if i've talked about this on the podcast i've probably told you about this how i would go and i would pick out topics that were interesting to me and then like go home and study them so like i had like like all these different books and i would make like like three ring binders full of notes on different things that i read about so like one of them was about like ancient civilizations and so I would like copy the pictures from the textbooks into my notes. <laughs> and one time I tried to learn what hieroglyphics were. <laughs> I like had like this whole notebook and it was just like me learning hieroglyphics. And then at one point I tried to teach myself Polish for some reason. <laughs> so I had like <laughs> so I bought this old dictionary of Polish words. <laughs> an english to polish dictionary <laughs> i was teaching myself polish with no i concept of how languages differ and sentence structure and things like that i was just going to translate english sentences into polish <laughs> <laughs> i was a really weird little kid yeah yeah, I can see. Yeah, that, that. would have been in. The, I, that, I remember very specifically. I tried to teach myself Polish in fifth grade because I was like, if I keep the, up at this, then by the time I am in eighth grade, I will be fluent in Polish because I had like a little plan for myself. Now <laughs> I was going to learn Polish before I went into high school. Why Polish? I, I gave up. Um, I became obsessed. That was another thing I got like really obsessed with was ans my my ancestry, and so I found out that my great grandfather was born in poland and came over in like 1904 or something mm-hmm. 
So I was like, I'm obsessed with Poland now. And I want to know everything about it. <laughs> and I want to learn Polish and I'm going to go there. Well, I mean, honestly, get on you. I was a weird little kid. So, you know, that's okay. Sometimes you just, you know. And, you know, that just means that you can't laugh in, at the word erect until you're 23 sometimes, you yeah. know? But you're, you'll get there one day. If you're a little kid listening to this podcast. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. Go home. <laughs> go, uh, go watch Veggie Tales. <laughs> okay, well. Um, yeah, join our Discord. I'm not going to plug the Twitter because then Kayla will get mad at me, but I will plug the Discord. Yeah, plug the Discord. Come, come yeah, hang wait, out I, with I us. Think I, can, I, think I, I think we have a link. Wait, 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 wait. Survey settings. Are you going to read Invite the people. link out loud? Okay. HTTPS <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash discord dot gg forward slash capital TGY lowercase k capital ENF lowercase F. This is why I yell at you for plugging things. <laughs> this is why I yell at you for plugging things. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, make sure you lay erect in your beds tonight. Yeah, bye. bye.